0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. This week's guest is, uh, he'd like to be called this, a badass. Rob, would you call Michael Rooker a badass? Yeah, he was a pretty tough guy. He pulled a knife out at the end of it. He had a knife on the podcast. He didn't whip it out right away. So much shit happens in this podcast. We learned so much about this guy. I think at first he was a little bit, we we know each other, but he was a little bit like, eh, what's this going to be about? And we went everywhere and, uh, I think I became a little bit of his therapist today as he became mine. That that always happens with guests. But uh, you know him as Merle from The Walking Dead. Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. We worked together. I was Martin X. I'm going to have to throw that out there. Or how about Marcus Wexler from TNT's hit TV show, Las Vegas. Did you watch that, Rob? I've seen a little bit of that. You're a liar. We talk about how crazy he was as a kid. How he played chicken with a knife in his feet. Getting paddled by his teacher in the first grade. Knocking himself out with a steel pipe. It was the only time he was ever knocked out and breaking every vertebra in his neck. And his huge threshold for pain. Inside of you is brought to you by Policy Genius. What's Policy Genius, Michael? Uh, well, let me just inform you that September, the month that we're in right now, Rob, Yep. it is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Most people aren't even aware of that, like yeah, you. I had no idea. They, and, have, they have months for everything now. Oh, well, heck yeah, they do. But I think life insurance is probably one of the most important things, don't you? We need um, life insurance. I would say
1: like Black History Month's pretty important. Well, that I'm, yes, that's true. But I think people's and health we... and
0: insurance is also up there. It's up there. It's below yes. Black History. Well, we month, can agree, but with it's that. okay. In fact, most people aren't aware they need life insurance. Rob, forty percent of people don't have it, which is kind of sad, isn't it? I don't have life insurance. You really don't. I don't. You don't pay me well, enough to get life insurance. Well, you're going to make money eventually if people listen to this podcast. Yeah. Now, life insurance doesn't need to be difficult or expensive, Rob. Right now, prices are the lowest they've been in 20 years, which is hard to believe. 20 years. Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered. Uh, it's an easy way to get life insurance online. Just two minutes. You can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. So you just you search and then... They give you a bunch of results on different insurance? Exactly. They'll compare all these other uh, outlets and, and uh, get you the best price. They've helped over 4 million people shop for insurance, $20 billion in coverage, placed over $20 billion. Is it just life insurance or do they offer? They compare disability insurance, renter's insurance, health insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. Ooh. So if you're looking for a good reason to buy life insurance, there's three. It's National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Prices are at a 20-year low, and Policy Genius makes it easy to get the right policy for you. Yeah, you can go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. PolicyGenius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Let's get inside of Michael Rooker. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience.
1: For some reason, (laughs) your voice is grating. Some people's voices are grating. Really? Yeah, my voice is grating, too.
0: This is just me and you talking. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Do you Uh, need... All right. You want to move that around here? Let me move that
1: around. I'm going to move this over to this side here.
0: Oh my god. You're you know, you don't need anybody. You could just Michael Rooker, you could just do everything yourself.
1: Yeah, do. I do it all myself. You I don't like,
0: need a, like a PA.
1: I don't like people helping me. I'm like a 3-year-old. I'm like a 4-year-old. I can do it. You know, I can put on a button. I know how to thread a needle. I can put on a button. I can I can stitch something that's a, a seam or something can like that. Can you change that.
0: the oil in your car?
1: I can change the oil in my car.
0: Do you ride a motorcycle? I do. Really? Yeah. You're a badass.
1: Uh no, I think motorcycle riding is stupid. I think it is too. You know why I think it's stupid? (laughs) Because it's not It's not stupid in that don't get me wrong. I don't want to tell I don't want to say everybody who rides a motorcycle is stupid, but cars don't look at you. That's what it is. See you.
0: It's not you that's stupid, it's the people around you that are stupid.
1: And and our laws out here in California, especially in California, I think. I'm a firm believer in loud mufflers save lives.
0: Really? Yeah, well, yeah, you hear the bike before you see it. Is that why you have such shitty hearing? We just talked about this. Probably.
1: No, actually, my hearing's due to uh, medical uh, operations when I was a kid.
0: Really? I feel like I an about, asshole bringing that up.
1: I had about three of them when I
0: was, a, when really? I was young. How old?
1: Uh, from 13 to 17, I had three operations.
0: So you don't like crowded places and people talking like that. You'd rather be like sort of like an intimate situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these it, Comic-Cons lot, are not easy for you all the time.
1: The Comic-Cons are not easy, especially in the noisy, when I'm out in the midst of all the Like the panel the on the panel?
0: No, the panels are fine. Panels are fine. You just went to Tokyo? I'm going. You're going to Tokyo. Have you I'm been going, there before? going
1: uh, a week after next.
0: You've been there? I
1: think. Uh, yeah, I've been there. I was I was there maybe three years ago.
0: You did a panel there? I did Comic-Con? A, yeah, I
1: did a com, uh, con there, a small one, and it was really nice. I, I, I ended up getting my dog there.
0: How do you feel about Comic-Cons? Did, you brought, wait, you brought your dog there? Yeah,
1: I bought a dog there. I bought a, a Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. Yeah, and, and I brought him. Uh, I, I couldn't bring him back right away, so my friend Minu kept him for about two weeks until the, all the paperwork cleared, and then he brought him back when he came to L.A. to do business. Really? So he dropped him off for me.
0: Do you like Comic-Cons? I do, yeah. You do? How many have you done, you'd say?
1: <laughs> I've done a lot now. When did you start doing Lately. Them? Well, no, I started them uh, way before uh, The Walking Dead. I, I, I started them after Henry. I, I did a, a few horror conventions, stuff like that. Um,
0: and they weren't that big then, huh?
1: They weren't that big then, and uh, but it, they were still okay. I, I didn't like the flea market atmosphere. Because I, I grew up doing, uh, having, going to flea markets and stuff like that, and so it just brought back uh, memories and stuff.
0: Right, it just kind of it was just too much,
1: too much, too many people, too much. Uh, you know, just sweat and hot, and it's just like, oh god.
0: And you have to be on the whole time, right? I've talked to talk to other uh, guests about this. That's, uh, I don't,
1: you, I don't mind that. I don't. I'm
0: you're really good with people. I've well, I'm
1: always that. on, so I'm yeah. just on.
0: Is that exhausting? Because it is for it me, is, I'm always on, and I'm it, exhausted. It
1: is exhausting, and uh, I don't mind being on. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm always kind of on. It, it, there's no, uh, there's no off there's switch. no real off switch unless I unless I choose to turn off.
0: Is it something you've had since you were a kid? You're always on. You're always this guy that just had to be going, and you just said, "Okay, this is who I am, and this is what I'm doing." I'm not going to try and stop this. I'm not going to try and because my therapist is always telling me you, you don't always have to be the center of attention. You always have to make people laugh. You get sit there. I go, but being me is boring.
1: It's not. You're you're not boring.
0: Thank you, Michael.
1: You know, I've I've noticed you when you're <laughs> quiet sometimes. Yeah, and you're not that boring.
0: You hear that? What is that? Oh, did he lean against it? My my producer Rob was taking pictures and he just leaned against the fire alarm. And he set it off. So there's a chance a fire truck could come right now. They're probably going to call my house, and it's going to disrupt right? this interview. That's a, that's
1: a great system, though. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, you want when you press the fire alarm, you want fire trucks to. come. You
1: know, but when the fire alarm's going on, last thing you want to do is answer the phone. Are you serious?
0: Yeah, that's true. The
1: fire alarm's going on. They want you. They want you to answer the phone and say, "Oh, by the way, do you have a fire? No, bitch." I don't have a fire. The house is burned down. Get your ass over here. No, the last thing you want to do is answer the phone. You want to get no. out,
0: you know, right? No, oh, he didn't answer the phone. I want. Maybe he doesn't have a fire. But if you don't answer, like, oh, maybe, you know, he didn't answer it. And you don't think they'll come. <laughs> you have to this answer. Is true. For some reason, no, no, For no. For some reason. Hey, what,
1: you... If you don't answer the call, the fire alarm goes off. If you don't answer the call, that either means you're dead already or you don't have a fire.
0: If the fire trucks come halfway you're not home. Through... You're out doing something. If the fire trucks come halfway through this interview. I think is it going to a ruin the interview? Or B make it more <laughs> interesting.
1: God no, it makes the interview way
0: better. <laughs> right? Yeah, way way. Stay tuned, way better. folks. Way, this I could mean, be a real fire interesting
1: alarm thing. is perfect.
0: Maybe this is what just happened. Yeah, with Michael we Rooker, just
1: we were just talking about how calm and uh, and serene you are. And, and then he, the fire alarm as a hit. human being in, yeah. in the firewall.
0: Yeah. Thanks. He was about to compliment me on my being, me being myself is cool, Rob. And what do you do? You fuck yeah, it up. You yeah. set the fire alarm off.
1: You know, I discovered that I was, uh, I was, I was cool when I was quiet as well. I don't stay quiet too often, but when I'm quiet, I'm.
0: here's the weird thing I'm though, okay. Rook, I've been out years ago and I'm out and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm in a great mood or I'm just like, you know, yeah. a little sullen if you will, or won't. Yeah, And, you know, uh, the people I attract, like a girl, will think, oh, he's quiet. He's, And then if she likes me, then she's not going to really like me later on because she's going to realize because I'm kind you, of a loud you're, ja-
1: you're a little jabbermouth.
0: Right. right. She's like, oh, I thought he was cool, quiet oh, not guy. Not only you're a jabbermouth, but
1: you talk dirty. You like talking dirty just to get attention. I do right? talk dirty. You do, too. You talk poopy More talk. More than you? You talk poopy talk.
0: Oh, well, poopy talk, like crap poopy talk. Poopy and,
1: and farting that was talk thing. and stuff well, like that. Here's the like thing. a 12-year-old
0: kid. Well, here's the thing, Rook.
1: Doing that kind of talk just because you can. Rook, Remember I had arrested you did development
0: that? as a child. Listen, a minute ago you, how to, do you feel about you went to the bathroom that? a few minutes ago. Yes, yeah, so and how, I do you, said, how, you, how do you feel about I, that? I feel fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I go to therapy. You I, go, do? I go, you're on your way to the shitter. How often do you do therapy? So? I said, you're on your way to the shitter. And you Who's said, I don't like that. Who's doing this interview? No. You go, I don't like that talk. I don't like shitter talk. I go. What do you mean? You're, I don't like talking about when I'm going to the shitter. It's a weird thing.
1: Yeah, that, I don't even call it that. When I go, when I go to the bathroom, I like to be quiet. I, I you know, when you, when, you know, you go, you can either you can aim to make noise or you, can, or you can be
0: quiet. I'm a quiet. I'm a quiet pisser. Do you want anyone to know you went to the bathroom?
1: I like to keep my bodily functions. To myself
0: usually. Brooke, I I want to make an announcement. Here's my theory. I've said this before. If if you're gonna I'm, make me laugh and if, we're gonna have a good time if, here, that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. If, if I'm going to the shitter, if I'm going to the bathroom and I have to take a dump.
1: See, he's starting already. He's starting already. No, I'm just telling you okay, how I so feel. We're talking about serene you don't cool. want to go after it you don't want
0: to go out. you don't want to talk about that
1: you know you're uncomfortable no, about the shit or talk. I am I do like, I, was, I do not like talking about
0: Rook, stuff like that I was that. just saying that I like to announce it so there's no secrets so people aren't going where is he what is he doing but we don't is need to, do-
1: that's too much information is it yeah
0: do you not like farts
1: well i don't like yours
0: okay good enough michael rooker not to be confused with michael angelo rooker you know who that is
1: i do he's a famous uh uh he's a famous british Painter and uh, expressionists. Have you seen his work? No.
0: The only I reason, I,
1: it's an, um, it's amazing.
0: Would you have known that name if you weren't named Michael Rooker and happen to see his name pop up and then go, oh, "Who the fuck is this guy?"
1: Well, I knew his name uh, from a long time past. Uh, you know, I have I have friends that uh, do this genealogy stuff, and right. so they were they were all wondering if. Uh, Uh, this Michael Angelo Rooker was related or any, any of those, any of his, um, offspring or anything like that.
0: Michael Rooker, uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you today, by the way. Thanks for being here. I didn't even say that. We've gotten into a conversation. Is that what you say? Well, that's, it's inside of you and Michael Rosenbaum. So I'm I'm happy for you allowing me to be inside of you. Even that
1: name brings up really negative images in my mind for you
0: yeah well, let's let's get there
1: no i don't want to i don't want to go back no i don't We're want you go. inside me ladies
0: and gentlemen we are going back to jasper alabama
1: no i don't want you inside me
0: we gotta go <laughs> <laughs> what the hell right you got rob laughing he's gonna hit the fire alarm again fucking guy oh my god so uh, what
1: what was the dirt that the uh, gun brought up I'll tell you. Well, we can get enough. we
0: can get to that, but I, I oh, fir- you
1: want to go? You you do your no, thing. No, no, I, I don't mind. No, listen, no, I'm not. I, I'm listen. not doing this interview. You are. It doesn't ahead. matter. I'll I, do my own. I okay, t- hey,
0: I want to do one too. Yeah, okay. Produce his one. Well, yeah, uh, I produce mine too. He's already producing it's my called, friend. Dax's this is one. called uh, inside uh, Michael of Michael Russian
1: Rooker. inside inside of you. Mine would be called, no, like... Sh-
0: no shit with Michael Rooker. No, no, no. No poopy talk <laughs> no with shit Michael talk. Rooker. No poopy talk. <laughs> twinkle, no, twinkle talk. With twinkle Michael talk with Michael Rooker.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you did say I'm
0: going to go twinkle. Uh,
1: uh, I know No, weird. you said, are you going to go tinkle. You said tinkle, not twinkle. Oh, twinkle. You said tinkle. Twinkle would be the wrong word. Did you, but
0: twinkle you twinkle? No. Tw- twinkling is different than tinkling. James Gunn, he said to ask you about the time you knocked yourself out um now now <laughs> i just is,
1: that is that's not real dirt but that's,
0: that's i mean it's not real dirt but you knocked yourself up it, it was I did. It, it was the only time you've ever been knocked out is that true
1: i've been hit over the head but i haven't been knocked actually By someone i haven't actually yes i haven't been actually knocked
0: out but you were knocked out here
1: i totally the only time in my life i've ever been knocked out was when i knocked myself out
0: Yes. and how'd you do true. it um just briefly. Briefly, <laughs>
1: it's it, I was I was uh, cleaning uh, cleaning the uh, the new property that I had purchased.
0: Okay. And so this was um, as an adult. This is recently. This is, this is
1: recent. <laughs> maybe about uh, uh, maybe 11, 12
0: years ago. Okay. So it took to your fifty years old around before you knocked yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, so
1: I'm just cleaning, and I see I'm almost there, almost done. I see the last pipe. Go grab this pipe, and I fling it. Into the uh, dumpster, I woke up, sitting on my ass, with my hands like, like this, and my head just like the fronty
0: on your knees, head down.
1: I was on a hillside, blood, and I was literally on. A, I was on a hillside. I was on, a, and I was actually sitting on one of the, one of the stairs, and I was just sitting there like this. But I was, I was completely out, and so I, the
0: pipe came back. It must have come back and hit you in the head.
1: Well, I I woke up. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know why I was there. And of course, after a few seconds, maybe 30, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, things started coming back and I, I started looking for the pipe. And the pipe was still almost where I left it. And I'm like, wait a minute, I threw that pipe. and But it's still, I went to pick up the pipe and I realized that the pipe had an elbow on it, so when I flung the pipe, it caught the back of my head. What and knocked me completely, completely. I don't know how long I was out. Still don't know how long. Concussion? I was Did out. you go to the hospital? I, I eventually, yeah, because I, I felt fine.
0: Did you piss yourself or anything like that? No,
1: nothing. Just knocked out. Just knocked out, and uh, I felt fine. And uh, I had ordered, I had ordered a uh, rifle from my friends in North Carolina. So they they do the uh, rifles for the Marine Corps, uh, snipers and Marine Corps, they do all the specialty rifles. And so I ordered this great precision rifle, and and I like shooting long distance and stuff like that. And it's very relaxing, very calming. And I was not about to allow them to send it UPS. So I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to drive. So I just find out after I'd hit my head, okay, I found out like two days later, three days later, that the rifle's ready. So I'm getting my car. I'm going to go. Put shit in my cooler. I'm ready to get on the road. So I go. I drive to North Carolina to get my rifle and bring it back. Maybe a quarter of the way through the first night, I'm looking over my left shoulder, getting on the freeway, check my right shoulder, when I go to check my right shoulder, I can't turn my head. My head will turn maybe Mm. a a, a quarter, a third turn. I can't do this.
0: Boomerang pipe.
1: Right? I can't do that. And I'm like, why can't I turn my head? I didn't even realize why I couldn't turn my head until I was like, the pipe. So I got to North Carolina. I got there, you know, uh, asked guys, is there a good chiropractor in town? So I went, and the lady would not, touch me. She said, no, 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 no. Timeout. You got to go get an x-ray, get an MRI, see your doctor when you get back home, but I can't do anything. So I drove all the way back to LA, You're uh, not being able to turn my head. And um, when I got back, I, I went, got the MRI, got the x-ray. The guy called me and uh, he's like, are you sitting down? I said, what are you, why? what's up? He says, "Dude, you you've broken every vertebra in your neck. <laughs> get out of man. Get Are you serious? Of, get out of here. Yeah, every vertebra, every in your... vertebra in my is neck. Is it
0: vertebra or every bray?
1: vertebra? Every little ver- neck, right bone has been broken. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is impossible. I'm looking at it now, dude. Every vertebra, you got to g- get." Back in here, call your doctor, I'll get the x-rays and everything over him. And so that's what I did. Called my doctor. Uh, He called me back and said, you need to come in right away. So I get in the car and I go to the doctor and he says, get in here. Come here. And he's all serious. He says, first off, let me tell you one thing. You're an idiot. (laughs) Duh, yeah. Secondly, (laughs) you you don't have a broken neck. There are not any broken vertebrae. That's good. I have never seen this ever in my life. I've only seen this in books. I'm like, seen what? Come and look at this. He showed me the MRI, the x-ray. He says, see that? See that little turn? Every vertebra in my neck and probably in my spine has a hook on it and it's uh, an odd thing but the the doctor had never seen it before it's just one of those things that's sort of uh it, it's it's in my uh, genetic makeup
0: you right. know so what happened i mean were you did you have to have surgeries and things like no that? no not at all that's just the way my, my that's bones, just the way it was that's the
1: way my bones are you know some people have like bone spurs and their heels yeah. and I have
0: a big occipital bone. You know what that is? The backbone there? That's a big, it's a big protrusion. Okay. It's and like a matrix attachment.
1: Done and done. See, that's yeah, what? That's um, Some people have certain, the certain bone structures are made, you know, I, it's just the way,
0: it's just the way I was born. What was it like growing up in Jasper? It was great. Really? You remember enjoyable uh, I remember
1: enjoying it and having fun and Climbing trees and having a good time. What I, were your parents? Like? I don't remember. Be, I remember being hungry a lot.
0: You remember being hungry?
1: Yeah, we were hungry. Not a,
0: a, a lot of money. Not a lot of food. Did I have a job?
1: No, dad. Dad was driving trucks somewhere in God knows where. So and, the, and what was the, his name? Charles.
0: Charles. That was my grandpa's name. Charles and your mom, Hazel. Hazel. Charles and the Hazel, and they were good parents. Your dad was gone a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if my dad was a good parent or not. He was never
0: around. Right. So my mom, my mom was, she made do. So she you know? had to make sure you got your education, yeah. make sure you were fed, clothed.
1: I sort of grew up in a, a single family household. You had a sister before we were even, before they were even divorced. They eventually got divorced. Right. But you know, I, I hardly ever saw him.
0: And you had a sister.
1: Mm. I got five
0: sisters. You have five sisters.
1: Yeah, so five sisters, two half brothers. And one brother that had passed when I was only like maybe a one
0: and a half, two. And your mom took care of all these kids? Dude, yeah. How did she do that? I mean, what was it like? I mean, do you remember? I have no idea how she did it. It was impossible. Was she disciplined? I mean, did she discipline you guys? She was not very disciplined. She wasn't.
1: She didn't get spanked? She was not very disciplined. No, she was not not a disciplinarian. You know, she, she, she didn't do a lot of spanking, a lot of that. I don't even ever, I hardly ever remember being spanked except for by my aunts or uncles that would chase me down with like switches. They'd grab a switch off the tree and I, I don't remember (laughs) all this. This stuff is like, I kind of blacked out. Me and my cousins must've been so bad.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's, I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by NeuroHacker, Qualia Synaletic Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I definitely feel that, and uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this, so that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside, neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R, neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off, and use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com/inside for an extra 15% off your purchase.
1: I mean, we were we were like a little Do you animal- think something traumatic Dude, we happened were
0: Brooker? that you just don't remember things? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think yeah. Do like you think
0: there's some like
1: most likely?
0: Yeah, cuz usually you black things out and I don't remember that. I had there's a little a couple things when I was really young maybe I don't yeah. remember, but I remember for the most part everything. There was something that was repressed, something that I, you know, didn't remember, and yeah. I came out like years ago. But there's probably some. How stuff. did you How did you remember it? Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, I, I think. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I go yeah. to a the therapist, and he starts talking about something. I go, "Oh my gosh!" And I remember something. I go, "Does that make yeah. me weird?" He's like, "No, you were uh, five years old or six years old. It's not your fault." Blah blah blah. Things happen. So, do you think? Look, you're a tough guy. You were kind of doing your own thing at a young age. That's you right, of- doctor. But I'm just saying that maybe there was something that happened along the way. There's probably a lot of things that happened along the way. Are you kidding me? And do you choose fuck it. I'm too. <laughs> I'm. I'm too big for a therapist. I'm not ever. I don't need to know that shit. I don't need to fix anything. My life is good. I don't need to uh, to bring shit out now. There,
1: you know what? There are some reasons why you, There are some things you you don't need to remember. Why. Because that's why you've forgotten them in the first place. But do you think it comes it's, out in it's different ways? good. It's sometimes it's good that you don't remember certain things. But do you think tragic it... things? Your your mind will not allow you to remember certain tragic things sure. for your own well being. So you keep dragging these things up and making them all fresh again. Why would you want to do that?
0: That is absolutely a valid point, Michael. Well,
1: you know, I mean, Ruck, it makes people, it makes a lot of people a lot of money. Let me let me tell. That's yeah. why you have to remember. Oh, you must remember this. Why, you, right? Why do you have to remember? I don't give a shit. If I, I think sometimes
0: this. because you're doing things in life and you're acting out a certain way, maybe, and they're because well, it, manif- it manifests in, other, in ways, other ways in
1: your in your personal life, probably. And if your personal life is out of control and you're doing things, probably uh, that are unhealthy for you, right? Then maybe you have to. Uh, I'll go and speak with someone and try to figure out why. And sometimes, when you figure out why, it's because of something that
0: have, that's occurred in the past, right?
1: Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what the That's what the theory is. Well, you didn't have a
0: father figure really maybe, as a child.
1: Maybe if you're an asshole in real life, like now, you got to try to figure out why you're why you're an asshole. Yeah. Uh, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, because no, you're not supposed to
0: be. Yeah,
1: I think people are meant to be kind and gentle to
0: one another. And if you feel you're doing that, there's no reason to, to bring up things from the past. You can if be too j- kind and gentle, maybe. Right.
1: You know, maybe you don't stand up for yourself. You don't stand up for uh,
0: uh, uh, maybe people butt in front of you in line all the time, and you just let them do it. I think you have a point. I've never thought of it that way. No, like you know, if life's going okay and you have some stress, you're successful. Stress yeah. is
1: important in your life. You need to work through
0: stress. So why bring old shit up if it's going to make things worse? If it's
1: going to definitely. If it's going to make you stressless.
0: Stress, stress more.
1: Are stressless? Stress, if it's oh, if stressless. Yes, yeah, like you're restless. That's right. If you no, no. If you're absent of stress.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I, that's the yeah. first thing I said. Yeah. So if you're
1: absent of yeah. absent of stress, then you might be a, a, a more calmer, uh, maybe more uh, understanding, sensitive person.
0: Rob, are you stressless? Uh no, I've quite a bit of stress. You're only twenty eight
1: none 29. of us are
0: stressless he's 29 he has a child he's 29 no years
1: old no one is stressed maybe jesus christ was stressless
0: i don't know he had a lot of uh things to do i mean he, yes he, he did he had to sacrifice a lot didn't that's he?
1: right
0: he did so that's a lot of stress when you're sacrificing yourself for a lot of people if that's what you believe but or not
1: because he's stressless he has plenty room
0: plenty room yes <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> Your father's truck driving. Your Plenty mom, of
1: room to take on your stress.
0: Your mom's cooking around. Michael Rooker's walking around barefoot in first grade. He's like going to school. Were you acting up in school? Were you doing things? Were you oh, I act- was always acting up. Were you-
1: I was constantly acting you up. You remember that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just a little rat.
0: You were. Dude, I was just. Did you get in fights? I was
1: so. Well, I got in a lot of fights, yeah.
0: As a young boy to I what age? I got a lot in fights. I, really?
1: I got in a lot of fights.
0: And was it your mouth that got you in trouble?
1: No, no, no. Not at all. What was it? Um,
0: Sticking up for your five sisters? What didn't you I like? don't
1: really remember getting into a lot of trouble. There are times when the aunts and uncles are talking about how you were when you're a kid.
0: Right. When they talk about it. That's always worse. Obviously. It's it's the we worse. were bad. You're bad.
1: We were really bad. Yeah. And I don't remember being really bad. I remember just having fun. And that's what kids are. Kids are meant to have fun fun and their fun might be bad for the adults looking on but they're having a blast
0: yeah i got paddled as a child did you get paddled oh yeah i
1: got paddled all yeah. the i got paddled in first grade mrs
0: ebley paddled first me.
1: day of first
0: grade. first day of first grade so that had to be mortifying it was this makes perfect sense yes it was on a therapeutic level
1: yes i had self-imposed mutism
0: what, all what is that you. so you're quiet
1: you don't say you don't speak, speak. I did not speak. I did not participate. I did not do anything constructive in my very first year of first grade because of several paddlings that I had gotten for uh, something that had
0: happened. Isn't, something, isn't it amazing what that can do to a child?
1: It, it totally – I was petrified. Yeah. I was uh, psychologically, mentally, verbally petrified. I couldn't talk. I ah. was a very stubborn little kid, and I would not – uh, uh, participate after they had done that to me
0: I remember I was in fifth grade and I was not a bright kid I uh-huh. just I had attention deficit disorder which they didn't discover back then they didn't know what that was so mm-hmm. I was just he's loud he doesn't stop talking he doesn't have an he has an attention span of a fruit fly and I'm in Mrs. some I'm not going to say her name Mrs. Ebley but this is but,
1: true even now
0: yeah well yeah yes but I'm in the class and I don't know the answers to the test and Mrs. Ebley leaves the room and I remember Did going, I I remember walking up to the, with my test paper and go, like, the, I go E, C, B, A, D, E, F, B, C, like reading my answers off. Cause they're all wrong, obviously. Yeah. And I put the paper in Mrs. Ebley walks in about 20 seconds ago. was someone talking. And I remember this kid raises his hand. I'm not going to say his name, Jason Dix. And he says, uh, Rosenbaum was giving his test answers. And I go what and she goes rosen mom out in the hall right now and she comes out there and she goes go get mr figley's paddle she made me knock on mr figley's door to
1: get the paddle
0: yeah of course and and i I knocked on the door and he got the paddle in front of the whole class and they went ooh and i went outside mr figley didn't paddle me but mrs Ebley sat there and she said did you cheat i go no i did not i i don't know any of the answers look at my test i'm an idiot they don't no one wants my my answers what grade was this fifth fourth fourth grade yeah fourth grade and so she goes listen Either tell the truth and say you cheated, or Mr. Fickley's going to paddle you. And I looked at him, and he's much larger than her. So I said, I cheated. And she bent over, and I can remember seeing this girl. I was looking through the classroom door as I'm bent over. So you bent over. They go bend over, and I look. And I remember lifting my head up, and my vantage point, I could see, like, a few people, like, leaning their heads over, <laughs> out the door watching me get just nailed. Oh, there's... dude,
1: our school. <sighs> Our school had every every class had a paddle.
0: Oh, every class
1: had a paddle. Demoralizing. And and folks p- got paddled all the time.
0: Yeah, I remember this one kid Bruce Holder, he's dead now, so I'll say his name. Bruce Holder, uh he was going to get paddled and he was so sca- You remember kid's name? Yes, he got That's he amazing. he fainted. He fainted, he got so scared. They took him to before the before the paddling or Before after? the paddling? Yeah. they took him to the principal's office they called his mother and did said did he get out of the paddling?" they said Bruce did something like this he did I don't know he did, did something bad and we were about to paddle him and he passed out and his mom says well when he wakes up you paddle his ass <laughs> and they did so let me ask you this are you playing sports as a kid are you when did you get into acting when did you start figuring out hey this kind of looks oh, fun
1: that's that's a lot of questions.
0: All right, well, try to now, pick one. Uh, Choose one. <laughs> answer wisely.
1: I I did all of all of the above. I played sports. When I played, I was always the winner.
0: Very competitive.
1: Uh, no, I just liked winning.
0: Okay.
1: You know, is that, com- is that competitive? It's probably part of it. Yeah, that's probably. You know, I just like being first. I like jumping the highest. I like running the fastest. I like uh, when we play chicken with the knife, barefoot. By the way, I always like being the person that gets it to like an inch and still throwing it. You know, I, I,
0: yeah, you take chances,
1: probably stupid. chances. I, I just, you like being a leader. I did not think that it would be a bad thing if
0: I had missed. Really? (laughs) You didn't think playing chicken with your feet. Yeah. If you missed with a knife. Yeah, just go through your skin
1: it'd be okay. It'd be okay. Yeah, it'd be okay. Wow. That's Th- why I went all the time. Everybody was like, "No, nope, no, nope, that's it. That's it for you."
0: You're kind of like that today in a lot of ways. You yeah. kind of just don't give a shit in a lot of ways.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, me and my cousin used to play chicken with our with our Stingray bikes. Like um I would stand in the middle of the road and he would ride his bike as hard as he could. I would do mine first and he would jump out of the way, then I would you know, we'd switch and I I would not move. And he'd hit you. He would run over me. And that it hurt? He did not hurt a bit. I, he would I literally run right over my. Remember With his tires. I remember his tires going straight up my body and over my face.
0: Over your balls? Didn't bother me. The balls would have bothered me. Well, at least were a cup. Didn't didn't bother me. You didn't think it. You're just me. like, what, see this, now I'm going to go back to the therapy thing. There's gotta be something there, Rook. <laughs> There's gotta be something that happened young where you're just like, come and get me. Like the kid who's just like, I oh, don't yeah. fucking care. Oh,
1: I love, I, I, when I was a kid, I, I much preferred fighting 10 people as opposed to one guy. Really? Yeah. One guy was way too easy. One or two guys way, way too easy. I I wanted to fight more. I I wanted to fight the whole group.
0: Do you have any idea what that is? What that I was? I have no idea. You still what don't it know is. what that is.
1: I don't know what it is, but it's it it, it makes you um, un uh unfearful of 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 of, of life, of physical combat on and or life. You you if there's something you want to do, you nothing go, scares you. Just you? go and
0: do it. Nothing scares you. Honestly, does anything scare you?
1: A lot of things scared me as a kid. You know, but, I mean, you know...
0: I mean, you have a, a tire going over your ball sack. But that stuff never you know, scared me. That, that, that never Physical me. pain never scared you. No. And you have a huge threshold for pain. I do. You can get punched in the face five times, and you're still okay.
1: Unfortunately, a lot of people think getting punched in the face is like the worst thing that could ever happen. But getting <laughs> punched in the face doesn't hurt. Right. You know, boxing, punching physical combat stuff like that it's not such a big deal
0: when did you first get in acting let's just jump into that when did you're doing all the sports you're competitive you're doing all these don't
1: take me wrong though let me let me continue i i please i'm not an instigator i don't cause fights or i do not want to fight right but because of my experiences growing up I can tell you right now, it's not such a big deal. You're it's not gonna you're not gonna get hurt in a in a one on one fist fight. It's not such a big deal. You may get your nose broken a couple of times, but you know, during the process, it doesn't, it doesn't really hurt.
0: I don't you. think Rob, you
1: can get punched in the face and it really, does. I've been punched in the
0: face. Yeah, I've been punched. I've had that. See, It doesn't hurt that it, much. You know right? what it is? It's a shocker. It's like, you're just the, I think a, your
1: brain, your brain instantly sends those endorphins. Right. Uh, it's like getting a broken leg. I've never had anything It's broken. numbing. It's numbing. But you would, you, you may hear the snap, but it's not going to hurt that
0: much. Rob, you ever been in a fight? Uh, I'm in like elementary school. okay, that doesn't count. Um let's go in into- those are
1: the ones that are beautiful. those are the ones that do count.
0: those are innocent. they're
1: so much fun. Right? you know they can be fun right. and you, know, you and have a little dispute and you settle it on the playground.
0: I was kicked in the balls as a child. Oh, uh, I was too. A girl kicked me in the balls that and I, I rolled down a hill at a at a high school football game. I rolled down the hill. And I had to walk three miles home because I was crying in so much pain. Yeah. Girl kicked me in the, for no reason, really.
1: Oh, just to, just no reason. to, just to see it. Happen. I didn't
0: laugh at her crying or anything, Mike.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah.
0: All right, so in high school, you're playing sports, you're doing all this, you're competitive, oh, you're yeah, having fun. I do fun. all I So all what's stuff. the first like time you acted? When, when did you get that bug? Oh, I was
1: in my uh, early 20s.
0: Early twenties, before was, you did a play.
1: Yeah, I was late bloomer. No, I, I, I had did a walk on thing in high school because I was dating a girl, and she asked if I would, if I would do this role.
0: What and role? So what I role did. was it? Do you remember the play?
1: It was the play was Annie Get your gun.
0: Annie gets your gun.
1: And I was like, one of the the. One of the farmer guys, and I had like two words or something like
0: that. You remember the words?
1: I don't even remember. I didn't remember them at the time. My (laughs) God, I I certainly don't remember them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: from that, you were like, holy shit, man. It was kind of a joke. No, from that,
1: I'm like, forget it. I never would, I would never want to do
0: this. So then, how'd you get back into it?
1: I think I've always been an artist, and my creativity just needed to find the medium that my creativity can express itself and I can be satisfied because all the other art forms that I've tried are not as satisfying as acting.
0: Did it feel like for me being someone else was more fun than being yourself or were you kind of, that wasn't it? No, that wasn't it. You just felt like it was an outlet for your expression.
1: It was an outlet for my creative needs as an artist and so being an actor was probably the most challenging thing I could think of doing. And I, I knew friends who were actors and it looked really difficult. The, my friends were really bad. I think most of them were really bad. <laughs> you know, there were probably one or two that were really good and I just didn't know what, you know, eh. But most of it was, you know, it was the, the plays and the things that I saw them do. I was like, well,
0: you could do this better.
1: I, well, I, I always thought if I couldn't do it any better, I wouldn't do it.
0: <laughs> That's a good point.
1: So I, I I decided, you know what? I can talk the big talk, but unless I go and try it, I'm never going to know. So that sort of got me into, I took some courses. I took some literary classes and, and some scriptural classes, and, and I was really good at that. And and then I, then I decided to, you know, uh, in those classes, you would get up and Uh, reenact uh, some of the scenes and stuff like that. And I found that I was actually good at the scriptural work and I was, uh, it was okay. It was, it was very cool, but I got more satisfaction and I was more creative, much more creative when I was physical. I've always been very creative physically. So I'm the kind of guy that can see something being done and I can step in and do the same thing.
0: Do you feel like when you're acting you feel better than after it's done, and you see it. Are you do you like the process of doing it more than the post pro You know, after it's done and the movie's done, or you watch it or a play. It's a little both. I think I get
1: a, a feeling of satisfaction and reward uh, as I'm as I'm doing it.
0: Do you ever walk through it like almost like sometimes where it's like you're just like um, I don't care.
1: I prefer not walking through it. I prefer having it uh, be created instantaneously.
0: Do you ever know when you're doing something shitty? And just like, this is going to suck and I'm not going to give it my all.
1: Yes, of course. I know when I'm doing something shitty. I know when it's shitty and I know when it's, I know when it's great. If I'm really true and honest to myself, it's always great. It's always exactly the way it's supposed to be. If it's coming from where it needs to come from, truly needs to come from, then whatever I do and whatever I say, however I say it and however I do it, is correct. You may have a different opinion, but for me, for my creative needs, for my artistic uh, creativity, when I express through my body and through my mind as an actor, it is always correct. I know when I mess up, Sure, everyone messes up. So mm-hmm. you just go back and do it again. It's a great thing about film work and TV work. Yeah. You go back and do it. They only need one, dude. You can do 50 takes one great take. They just need one. So whether you find that one the first time around, the second, third, or the 31st time around.
0: That's an amazing way to look at things. Is it? It is. It is. Nobody else does? I, I, well, other no, no, no. people do that, right? I, what you're saying right now just rings true. I think a lot of actors who are listening to this, a lot of people out there in general who don't know about acting, you know, sometimes you're like, I want to get in the first two takes because everybody's watching me and the director and all this thing. And what I'm getting from you I is don't care you don't give a fuck as long as you get the one that they need. That's right. So I don't care if it takes 30 takes and everybody's pissed off yeah. and why can't this guy get his line out and why can't he do it? And if you get it, whatever's on film at the end, he was great. That's what everybody sees. That's right. And that's pretty amazing to have that feeling because I think I'm always struggling or, or always wanting to be great, always wanting to be dead on right away. I want to get prepared so right away I could be right. I'm hard on myself. I'm really hard on myself. I hate it. I hate but, it. But why? I wish you, I could why are like you here. hard on yourself though? Uh, because you don't want to let people down. You want. Oh, you, I don't.
1: That's you, the difference. See, I don't. I don't much care about what other other people think about what I'm doing
0: at all. And you never much, have, have you? Not much. Somebody once told me. That, uh, you know, and by the way, this is another point is when you're f- doing films or whatever you're doing, if you just kind of say, ah, eh, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just going to, they're like, Hey, this is on film forever. So you should mm-hmm. probably try because it's your face on screen forever. So the that more was you, years ago some, that happened. But
1: Sometimes the more you try, the worse you get. And the more you try, the more frustrating you get. And the more that happens, the, the farther and farther away you get from your, the end result, which yeah. is to do it in an a honest sincere way. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to I don't want to get the wrong impression that I I truly don't care. I care about people hearing me go pee in the bathroom. You know, <laughs> so I do care, you know, about things, you right. know, and but I don't in the process of of creating something if I'm really into the role, it doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter what people are thinking when they're watching this is probably going to be taken completely wrong way i'm not there i'm not doing this to please you i'm doing this to express my inner emotions feelings frustrations that are being worked and molded with this role that I'm doing. This role is a person with problems and issues and, and stuff. So I enjoy exploring those and I enjoy having those be expressed in my work.
0: I would say I feel that way intermittently. Mm -hmm. I feel that way. Sometimes I have, I feel like I have absolute confidence Absolute. Mm-hmm. i know exactly what i want to do and i and, and i just kind of uh, everything around me becomes just blacked out as, an, I, actor, yeah. as an actor as but an actor you, there yeah. has been have been times where i just i'm focusing on just getting these fucking lines out or i just want to get <laughs> yeah. through i want to get through this fucking scene and they'll find a way to edit it you know when
1: that <laughs> you know when that happens no i've been there we've all been there yeah and when that happens the script is usually wrong
0: yeah a lot of times
1: it's not that they don't trust what you're doing Right. They don't trust yeah. the material. If I have the script and I've worked it and worked it and, until it can go anywhere right. and and still create what is needed to be created, right? Uh, usually, if I don't have enough time on a script, uh, that's when the, I, I'm like, it's it still lines to me. You know, I you want the time. I didn't have enough time. I I, I just recently, for goodness sake, I did the SWAT thing. The show uh, SWAT. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have my enough time. on that. I did. I did a little uh, uh, of the first pilot. I did one time around. <laughs> they fired me. I think. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God, I was. I, I did know my lines, but I just came in from Europe. How many lines did you? I have? got the script. It was it's TV. It was a shitload of lines. It was I hate like. It. In, Five hundred percent more lines than you needed to say, really? you know. And here I am trying it. to be a good actor, learning my lines, and all this stuff. All you needed to do is is nod your head or something like that. Right. And and so, okay, here I am forcing myself to learn these lines and knowing internally, <laughs> this is real. This really sucks. <laughs> you don't need this many lines to say, to do, and to right. accomplish what you need to accomplish in this scene, but. That being said, I didn't have enough time with the material. Did you feel
0: it? Did you feel? Of course. Were you were you You embarrassed at all? Do you you feel? You
1: always feel it. You always feel it, and you're always no. You're soft on the lines. There's nothing you can do about it. All they need is one.
0: But on TV, sometimes that could piss (laughs) people. It
1: does piss people off. But all they need is one. And they don't even need a whole one for God's sake. Yeah. It, all actors listening in here. <laughs> you do not have to do the scene as whole, as written, and get it perfect
0: every, every time. time. Absolutely. Not, not
1: even one time for God's sake. You don't need to get it perfect. Ever. They are never gonna keep the scene as written. They're gonna be cutting in and out of every just if if only you had a director or somebody smart enough to go. You know, I know we wrote three pages, but all we really need is this line and this line and this line. Fear. You know? Covering their asses. Yeah. All we need is this because we're going to be on them at that moment. And then we're going to cut back to you at this moment. And so that's...
0: Can, like, I, so, can I interject here, though, Rook? So, I, listen, Rooker is an established, great actor, folks. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm going to preface with saying he's one of the best. He's just been in. He's worked with everybody. We JFK, all these big movies, Mississippi Burning, Henry Portrait of a Killer, Guardians of the Galaxy. But I'm going to have to say you're kind of wrong. Here's what I'm going to say. Also, Rooker is fucking wrong here. Because <laughs> if. Why some, do you have to get the so, whole scene? Because sometimes Why? it's a push-in with a
1: camera and they
0: want that but whole if you know, little.
1: No, no. If that's the case, then you know you have to do it. But if that's not the case and you know that's not the case, you know they're never going to do that. How do you know what the, the director's going to do? They're never the, the, going
0: to do Rooker, that. Rooker, how do you
1: know he's going to do a push-in? They're never going to do that because <laughs> the star looks better than you.
0: Because they're way sexier than you. They're not going to do a pushing on this guy with his little shitty speech. They're not going to
1: do a pushing on this You're mug,
0: like... let me tell you, for God's sake. I want you to ride a bike over my genitals right now. Can you do that? Totally. Would you be fine with you that? you have a stingray bike? I'm not going to blank. I have a Huffy. Oh, a Huffy would be perfect. <laughs> uh, but I have these... Extra
1: heavy, extra weight. <laughs> extra heavy Huffy? Yeah. <laughs> You got to promise not to move, though. You got to just stand. Fuck there.
0: that! I'm moving. Yeah, I'm running for the there. fuck. Cause your run is hard. And, I would totally you would, run you over. You'd run me over. You hurt me. I would
1: me. instantly run you over.
0: I'd have a huffy track would, mark on my I scrotum. Would
1: totally love to run you over.
0: It'd go viral.
1: Yeah, I'd run you over. But you it would hurt
0: like it. fuck. No, it wouldn't. Oh my god, we're gonna get in the pain thing. Listen, my, my I. Okay, I'm gonna go back here. Well, we, back to your childhood. You said something about art, artistic. Like something, it was your, uh, it was art for you, right? Yes. Being an actor. That's but right. But we skipped over. You did Andy get your gun? Two fucking lines that you were like, I'm never doing this again. That's And true. somehow jumped into like I'm an artist now. That's What right. made you an artist? What what play or what the, you started taking courses?
1: I think I was always an
0: artist. You were taking courses. You were doing these like you you were acting them out, and you were like, I'm good. And from there, it would happen.
1: No, I was always an artist, even when I was a young kid. Did
0: they look down on you in Jasper, Alabama, like, this guy's a fairy? Did they think like that? I
1: didn't do do any art then. No. Uh, You can be an artist and not do anything about it. Really? Yeah, because you're being satisfied in other ways. Okay. You know, as a kid, you just play. I I was very satisfied with my, uh, we would go out in the morning and stay on all day long. Pretty much, and I think that's play. how you are now. You, you know, like to
0: play hard and live hard.
1: Yeah, and we just play in the woods. We'd climb trees. We'd skin cats. You know, you know what a skin skinning the cat is?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's
1: like when you climb a big, long. It's a horrible thing to do for to the tree, but you climb these really thin, these thin pine trees. You climb them all the way up to the tippy top, and then you swing back and forth. And you just swing back and forth and back and forth. And you're bending the tree back and forth. And it's a horrible thing to do for this, this growing tree. And eventually it... it Falls. It, it doesn't fall. It just bends. And, it, and then you just hop off. But
0: why is it called skinning the cat? Hell if I know. Well, I'm just glad it wasn't skinning the cat. Like, literally. No, I was worried. No, I was like, we might skinning, have to cut this out. Not skinning part. cats. Say, no.
1: No. no no it wasn't that it was it's called skinning the cat
0: so what was the first thing that you t- you did that you you found out there was an audition for something was happening where you you, you did it and that kind see of we t- skipped again well that's I what i want to know
1: because i don't know i i have no idea do you know i mean do, yeah you were, i did, I do did you, a play in high
0: school so and you were I, young i was, you I was were, scared shitless i was 17 and i did it and all of a sudden after i did it people were like oh my god you're really funny and then I said, See, okay, okay, I never,
1: I never got that. I never got, I
0: was, And you wouldn't care anyway.
1: I got that satisfaction, uh, on the wrestling mat or in the, on the football field or in the track field. I got that satisfaction, that admiration and that, wow, uh, you know, look what that kid just did through sports. Right. And I was very good at that. And but those creative juices that causes you to spin out of a tackle or or, or you know just jump over someone instead of going through them or or, or even going through them, right. you know, that kind of satisfaction is the very same satisfaction, is very similar to the satisfaction I get when when I'm working on a role and I'm and and and, and it goes well. Uh, that you know, it's just like you're just killing it that day and it's beautiful.
0: I read you know? a whole thing about. Um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, where you blacked at your mirrors, you didn't want to look at yourself. You're this playing. Is true. You're yeah. playing a real serial killer, Lucas Henry Lee Lucas yeah. Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah, and uh, you you uh, saw a few of his mannerisms. You watched some video. You saw. You heard his voice. That's um, right. you. Really didn't talk to anybody on set. You you sort of went method for one of the first times in your career, or the first time in your career. Probably a few times because you haven't gone method a lot, right? But you were method in that role. Oh, I don't know what method is. Well, you know, you just kind of submerge yourself in this character always, so much uh, that you don't see daylight. You don't but see I, anyone I always, else. I always do that. You always do that. Yes. I always so do even that. but there's
1: some people... many 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 times people will, people will uh they they'll come up to me, and they will. It's almost like a complaint that they would they can't tell. When I'm acting and when I'm not, you know, it's almost a complaint in that they don't know how to talk to you as Michael Rooker, as opposed to Merle Dixon. And I don't really care and it doesn't
0: bother me. Do you, yeah, but I, 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 don't you think that you, you that look, there's some method actors who just stay in the role and there are Daniel Day Lewis and he's Abraham Lincoln for six months and his wife's like, "I'm, I'm having dinner with my husband, Abraham Lincoln. That's right. You don't go that far.
1: I try to keep my work at work. As you know, your work can spill over into your daily life. And that does occur. And like, for example, Henry, what spilt over in Henry, not what you're thinking, but (laughs) what spilt over in Henry was that I discovered that I had very much this very quiet person inside me you know, that was introverted.
0: That kind of thing spilt over for several weeks. Is it something you had to work on to be quiet? No. To be... No? No. You just sort of jumped into it. No, I didn't jump. It just happened. Is it something when you saw the character, like when you saw him, you saw how he spoke, you listen to how he spoke, Yeah. did you sort of go, I get this? Mm,
1: I got it, but I you know, you're always looking for those little handles on the roll. That little, that little thing you can grab onto and turn and open. And oh, there it is. You know, you're looking for that, and you're always kind of trying to find that that moment or that one thing that that clicks. So that was when I discovered that that I had this this ability to. Um, Still be expressive in my work without ta ta. Look at me. Yeah. So in Henry was when that was discovered for me. I
0: think. And for someone who's always on, and I can relate to that. Yeah. On a lot. That yeah. was probably very rewarding and. It was comforting. Really.
1: It was know? very rewarding and very powerful.
0: Yeah. Extremely
1: powerful, and power comes from within, and this power is much more visible and obvious when there's not so much noise going on. But I use that in Eight Men Out. Yeah. And in other roles, I try to find, there are moments I try to find in a lot of these roles
0: where I can be quiet. How do you, because I... You're playing a, a serial killer. Yeah. You're a bad guy. That's You're right. a troubled guy. You're like... Uh, well, I, try,
1: I tried to... Um, uh, this was my first role, really. Yeah. With any sort of through line. Yeah. I'd done other little... TV gigs, day things, stuff, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I don't even think it was even guest starring at that time. It was very, very early in my career. I was still doing theater
0: mainly. So you didn't have any money.
1: I didn't have any money. No, no, no. I, you know, four, five, eight years, I, it's almost like as I, I would pay you to give me a job. Right. So <laughs> uh, anyway, Henry was the very first role that had any sort of inkling of a through line. But, just so you know, when I would do a small role, the, all of those small roles, those little dinky little things that you do as an actor, those roles, each and every one of those roles had a fully developed through line. It didn't matter. If in your the, head. In, in my head, in my mind, in my creating of the, the piece, every single one of... Even if I only had two words, one word, a look, it all had history and it all was a fully rounded, fully developed person. If any actors are listening now. Yeah,
0: it's really important.
1: If you don't do that, then you're missing out and you're going to be unsatisfied and creatively because concentrating this through line down, 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 less, 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 less into what could be just a look or a line. One word has so many meanings. Is so powerful, mm-hmm. so strong. It's like the beginning of our universe being cr- crushed into it before it explodes. Yeah? yeah. So even if in the play, even if in the film or the TV show, you only have one word.
0: Well, who said, who said the, uh, there was an old director, I forgot who said it, but he said, you know, he's like, what are you doing in the background in this play? And he goes, oh, I just, I don't have anything to say. He's like, no, you have everything to say. You just choose not to say it. There you go. You know? I mean,
1: there, there are a lot of phrases that people, you know, we, we actors and we artists, I mean, we're always like trying to. You know, find, find, whatever moment that is you're trying to find, if sometimes when you stop looking is when you find it. And sometimes when you stop trying is when you find it. Or when you listen. And when you listen. That's the biggest thing. And when you're quiet. And when you're quiet. Yeah. You hear everything when you're quiet. And you find many, many answers when you're quiet. You don't like rehearsal. I Though I do not like, you've rehearsal. never liked rehearsal. I do not like. I don't rehearsals. like rehearsal either. I prefer to have it as honest and instantaneous as possible. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all my rehearsals take place on my own, in in my own world, yeah. in my own moments, while I'm working the script.
0: I absolutely agree with you, especially in comedy. I feel like a lot of times uh-huh. you go out there and you rehearse two or three times and do marks. And I, I, I'd rather not. I'd rather, almost, I'd rather do the marks for the camera, but you're wasting takes. It's
1: almost, because you, you're not doing this. You're, this is not a play.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: This is something that's, that is going to be shown, and it's going to be done, and you're moving on. You want to feel natural, so spontaneous. You got, it's exactly. It's got to be, You get. you can rehearse like just maybe a little bit, but man, don't go too far in there. Unless you have two weeks or three weeks to rehearse the scene. Then you're fine. If, if like in JFK, I did JFK with
0: all of my Stein. favorite movies.
1: We had like two, three, we had three weeks of table reads, which were all rehearsing and we're changing lines back and forth. And we're doing, but we got three weeks to do this, dude. We don't have like three days. Right. Three days would be impossible. To, and he
0: does a lot you, with the camera. Yeah, you, you can't
1: do that in three days, three weeks. You can do it. You can actually rehearse properly, but, I have almost never, never, never had the opportunity to do a film or TV show where I had ample time to rehearse. Yeah. Uh, Maybe JFK, that was a beautiful rehearsal process. And that's probably the only time ever in my career that I had ample time to rehearse and to be free to create. Because he would sit at the head of the table and just let us go at it.
0: Yeah. There's sometimes during rehearsal where some you know some actors will come on and they just really want to rehearse because they've done it the same way in front of their mirror and now they want to do it this exact way. And that's one thing I've learned is the best way to do it is I want to learn the lines so well that I could do them anyway. And I start to play with them and do pick up things. and If I have I re- time. If you have time. If there's
1: time to do that. If your personal rehearsal time, if you have enough time to get there and do that, that's awesome. Because you know the work and you know the lines and you know everything so well, they don't even—they're not—they're no longer lines. Right? They're no li- there are no lines anymore. You are actually there, experiencing what you need to experience, and and giving off what you need to give off. You know.
0: You uh, did you ever have a rut in your career where there was this sort of like? There are many ruts in my career. Well, where was it? <laughs> because really, before before Walking Dead, which, yeah. which I've read that you didn't really think. Uh, playing this character, Merle. It was a recurring character. It was AMC, right? Yeah. It wasn't a regular, so they probably didn't pay a shit, right? That's right. They didn't pay a shit. They're notorious for that. And uh, you're going to do this role, and it's about zombies. And what did you honestly think when they first told you this? It's a one-off. And did you think the show was going to be not uh, unsuccessful? No, I thought it was a one-off. Uh, six shows, and that's it. Oh, okay. I thought you uh, meant your character. No, my character was a one-off
1: too, because I, I I'm uh, handcuffed and are uh, 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 and that's and that's it
0: at the top of the building. And that's right.
1: the and the show's not going to continue. You know, that was like in uh, episode maybe episode three or four. We did that, and then it then it had so, uh, maybe two or three more episodes before the six episodes were ended had would be stopped. Did you read it? I had no idea. I did not think this show was going to continue. Did you read for it? I didn't read for it, but it was quite an ordeal to get. It was? Yes, because because of previous experiences with one of the
0: producers. Did his name rhyme with Pank Parapount?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me and... (laughs) Me and Frank had experience. We we had uh, uh there was a there was a uh, movie of the week or something like that. There was a show. Fifteen years ago, eighteen years ago, a long time ago. I was going to do it. I had signed on to do it, and all of a sudden, I got this other offer that paid a lot more money.
0: So you screwed him.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's what he. Felt. That's what he thought. That's what he felt. That I just walked away from this project and left him high and dry, but in reality, I had not just walked away. I, I it was very important for me to uh, to let him know that uh, uh, something else was going on, and 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 all that. And right. and um, what occurred was I didn't get to do the project with Frank. Because I got, I took this other gig that paid a lot more money and I needed money at the time. You know, it was, I think it was cliffhanger. Okay. And I got, I got paid a lot more money. And, um, and so I said to my agents, I said, what am I, what are we going to do? What can we do? And they were like, we'll talk to them. We'll we'll talk. Give him a holler. Holler, and we'll give him a talk. Him. They didn't call him. They didn't call him. No, they didn't of course talk not. to him. Never, they never. just said, no, he's out. It's fine. He's out. They don't want to deal with it. So of course they tell me. Oh no, we talked to him. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. He said, "Go on, you know. Never happened. We'll we'll catch you again. We'll catch you down the road. Everything is cool." Fast and forward here. To... I am fast. Here I am, young actor believing everything my agents telling never. me and they never they never did that with him and so he felt slighted and he felt angered and he felt all that was directed toward me for all these years and I had no idea
0: that's how there was before, that yeah. animo-
1: that much sure. animosity and bad feelings for between him him and his producer were very much like this you know fucking actor geez, he just walks away like that. And, and uh, it wasn't like he that. He had no and idea so, the personal that's right. things that you were and going so, through. so when my, my, uh, my friends who were the casting people told me about the role, <laughs> they said, oh, yeah, my God, it's so perfect for you. And, and the guy, get, he's such a dick that, you know, they handcuff him to the rooftop and he... Oh, thank you. It's he, perfect for and me. And, Are he you cuts, and he cuts his hand off to... To get away and, you know, perfect for me because not everybody can play roles that are racist and sexist and plain evil. Sometimes you look at them and you think they're just plain evil and they just are dicks. And not everybody can do that
0: well. Well, especially where you sort of like them in a weird way. For some
1: reason, inside of me... I'm quite good at uh, bringing these people out, bringing this role out to be a real, not just a, a two-dimensional cliche thing. As I said before, you already heard that I like, even for two lines, I like to have my, I like to have that role be a full, well-developed, you know.
0: Yeah, form uh, or maybe you back when you were younger growing up in Alabama you might have seen things like this and you remembered well, certain of course characters I did. And, you, know, you know That I'm, probably helped with like my, a lot of these my cousins
1: my cousins would fight with rattlesnakes they had they had killed rattlesnakes and they'd be they'd like be whipping them at each other take their shirts off and like fight like they had whips and they'd hit each other with these rattlesnakes. And I was watching stuff like this. And this is some of my development <laughs> my developmental uh, things were from these these are these are like kind of really rednecky, tough, backwoodsy kind of guys yeah. and tough, tough guys. And so yeah, you as a as a 6-year-old, 7-year-old, you're watching you know, all this activity go on in your life. Well,
0: let me ask you, so yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you, you go through, it. you've had such a great career, you've done so many great movies. But
1: let me finish on the Merle Dixon thing and The Walking Dead because if we don't, people are going to get half the story. My casting friend said we got to do something. I said, well, what do we do? She, well, basically she said look, we love you for this role, you're perfect for this role, you, you're like the only one that can do this justice. And I said, well, great. He said, but the only problem is the producer has a hard-on for you. And I go, there's a pause, and I go, so I take it it's not a good (laughs) hard-on. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, no, it's not. It happens back in the da-da-da. She started explaining what happened, and I go, oh, my God. I know...
0: I know. Who it I, know is. I know who what it he, is. I know exactly I know exactly, the story. exactly
1: what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what really happened. And she goes, "Oh my God, he doesn't think that at all. He thinks just the opposite." And I said, "Well, how do we? Uh, how do we uh, fix it? How do we fix this? How, what do I do?" She said, uh, um, "And I'll go wash his car. Go, you know, do whatever so you, you got to do." do to get this role, you gotta oh, have this role, and I said, well, "How about? Well, how about if I write him a letter? <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather write him a letter than wash his car or get or right talk
0: him. to him in person.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, he, w- he probably wouldn't talk to me.
0: Right. So um, I'm, more, I'm more articulate when I write <laughs> than yeah. I am when I actually. Sometimes I say the wrong things. They so put my foot in the mouth. Uh,
1: if I write it, I can look at it and change it and fix right. it and edit it. I wrote a letter. I wrote him more like a note. Right, it was a long note. Hey Frank, sorry and for dissing you. Sorry no, for taking
0: cliffhanger. Fuck off. No,
1: no, I I almost remember it. I can't say it all, but I I I don't remember. I still have it. I still have it. But I said, this is me. I introduced myself and wanted him to know that I have completely uh, respected your work all these years that we've uh, not worked together <laughs> yeah. and uh, mentioning that, let me just clarify when our first encounter occurred. And then I went on to About clarify the, right. what, what my, my uh, side of the story, what your was. agents
0: did articulate. What, it did one, not right.
1: articulate properly what was going on. And, and you know what? Um, I said, I wrote the letter. I, and after I wrote the letter, uh, I said, I have it. Uh, and she said, you better give it to me first. i <laughs> will He'll take it from me. He won't yeah. read it if it's coming from right. me. So I gave it to her, and she sent it to him. And he read it, and he believed it.
0: There because it
1: was the truth.
0: And it was genuine.
1: And it was genuine, and it was the truth. And so he, wow. re- he read it, he believed it. And uh, the rest is history. I mean, we eventually talked and, and worked things out. And, Unbelievable. And, and, and um, I was Merle Dixon. And uh, it was great.
0: All right. So you go off and you do Walking Dead. And you do the yeah. one you thought it was going to be one. And Could you believe? I mean, it was one of the. Dude, a, I could
1: not believe Middle America got sold on that and are, are absolutely. Um, enamored. At the, it is the biggest thing in the world right yeah, now. Yeah. It's the biggest thing in the world. My role was so memorable. I died in the latter part of uh, season three. Spoiler alert. If no one <laughs> in the world is, uh, has not seen it yet, too damn bad. Um, but the memories that the fans have from my work in The Walking Dead has been a godsend for me. In the business and in the fan life.
0: Explosive.
1: Explosive is not
0: even, it doesn't even give it justice. I remember watching it the first episode and then you'd kind of disappear. Yeah. And I remember going, that was one of my favorite characters all along. Yeah,
1: I disappeared after like maybe the third episode, but it was, where did this guy go? Yeah. And you know, I owe it all To Frank Darabont. Yeah. Frank Darabont. And Galen Heard. These two guys cast me. And before them, my friends. Bailey. Lisa May Fincannon and Craig Fincannon. These casting people in Wilmington and Atlanta. I've known them since. Days of Thunder.
0: Wow. You
1: know, prior to their being married. And now they've been married this whole time. And we've been dear friends forever. They're the ones who first called me and initially told me about the role. Without them, I wouldn't be in the piece. Without Lisa Mae Cannon and Craig, I would not be Merle Dixon in this show. Because... Even though Frank agreed, he understood, they still had reservations. And, well, I hear he's he's kind of a handful. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to talk themselves out of it. Difficult to work with me. Difficult to work with. Anything. Well, he's uh, a handful. And my, my friends were like, Lisa May with what? What? What Hollywood actor is not a fucking <laughs> handful? <laughs> Give me a break! Absolutely. What kind of excuse is that? Yeah. You want the right guy for the role, or you want to get some schmuck actor, Hollywood actor, out there to do the role who doesn't even have a southern accent? And if for they God's didn't sake. fight for you, you yeah. You want to get, get a Canadian because they're cheaper? Yeah. Go to Canada and get somebody to do play, play Merle Dixon. Frank said to I think Frank said something like. Lisa, I, I trust you, and you're like a sister to me. And she stopped him, and he said, Frank, stop where you're going and listen to me. Michael Rooker is a brother to me. We are blood. We are made from the same cloth. And I'm telling you right now, If you do not cast him, you guys are going to be regretting it. He is perfect for this role. I'm telling you he's perfect for this role. And they knew I was perfect for this role. You know how how that stuff goes in casting. It's it's, it's ego. Everybody thinks they want an opinion and they
0: want to know what's, yeah.
1: But she and her husband.
0: You, they had my back. I gotta tell you something. I, they had my back. Just, in this, big time for this whole podcast. The passion you just put behind this story—it's amazing because it comes back to the point. I've talked to people about this. You know, we all need someone to to fight for us. Yeah, and you know, because we can fight. It's so hard being an actor or artist or doing whatever. We hope, and pray, our, we hope whatever. and pray
1: it's our agents. Yeah, but that doesn't happen, no, guys. No. I'm letting you know
0: right now. And let me tell you, it almost never happens. And when your agents say, "Oh, you were great." They loved you. Don't fucking listen to it in one ear, out the other. Don't think everyone – I've asked a casting director once, a big casting director. In life, I go, do you, do you always say they were great? He, he goes, yeah, but I, we never meet it. We just, we never know when that actor is going to come back around and be big. So we always say, yeah, they were great. They did a great <laughs> of job. Course of course and they We love them. And since they in, it. They love everybody. Yeah, they, they don't love you. You didn't do a great job. And that's job.
1: their job. That's, that's their job. And you know what? You can believe it in a little bit. If you want to believe it to to make yourself feel good, yeah. then do it. You know, if it works for you, if that works for you to make you feel better about the audition or about the meeting or whatever it is, fine. But you know, uh, uh, coming from you and coming from me, we've both been in the business for a long time. I, I, I'm sure there are many, many jobs that I have not gotten uh, because people just basically talk them, talk their ways, yeah. talk their their way out of it, yeah, you know, and yeah. they they have no idea. And I I don't like I don't I don't like going in unless I really feel that I'm right for the role.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Rooker, you're right. I fucking hate it. I just went in for a big movie and I'm like, I'm not right for this. And I'm thinking in my mind while I'm learning the lines and I'm like, I just, I know it's a big opportunity. It's just not right for me. I don't want to, I want to go in there knowing I could just destroy it. And there's so much truth to that. Yeah. There's so much truth to that. So you're setting yourself
1: up for a big disappointment. Yeah. When you want to go into all for all the auditions, you want to go in for everything and you're not right for everything. Yeah. Don't (laughs) waste your time. You got to know you're not right for it in your heart. Yeah. If you know in your heart you're right for it, go and fight for it and give it your all. If you know you're not right for it and you're just going to go do it for a gig to make some money, go do it too, you right, know? But right. you you need you you got to have a reason for going in, not just because you want to go in and get be seen. <laughs> I'm I'm constantly looking for stuff that is going to help me create. Right. Things that are challenging fulfill you. Fulfill me as an artist, as an actor, and
0: also pay you hopefully, and,
1: and pay me yes,
0: <laughs> so you can feed your family yes, and you have having... a
1: of course, right. And, it, and it's and you know that's in that aspect, that business aspect, it's a gig and that's what you do. But deep down, you really, I, I'm really searching for material and and it's not necessarily what the agent thinks is right for me. Or what managers think are going to work. It's what you want to do. It's what you, inside your, your your spirit, needs to
0: to do. And that's, you know, it's funny. You say that with a smile. Like, it's like, oh, am I being too dramatic or being... T-? But you're not. And you know that. And I look at you and I think that. It's like, you know, if you're... you you don't want to be 85 years old in life going, why didn't I just do what I wanted to do? Why did I do what they said I should do? Or why did I do something? Unless you have to feed your family, unless you have to do certain things. But if you can afford to do things, and if you could do things your own way and say, hey, I want to I wanna do something that really fulfills me, that, that's, right. that's why I'm here. And that's hard. And a lot of people, we don't get to do that. And but that's you why can, we're here.
1: And when you say that's why we're here, we can take it on many levels. And I like, to take it at the level that is the most Artistic? spiritually
0: real. Wow.
1: That's why I'm here. I don't know about you or anyone else, but I know why I'm here. And... Why are you here? I'm here to find those roles where I can express my... create. We are all... Mm-hmm these creatures, and we have ways of expressing ourselves, and to to change a person's life, to make someone feel a certain thing, to help our fellow man in whatever way we can. And the way I have been chosen to help my fellow man in this life is to be an artist and find my medium where I work the best in and where I can express what I need to express. And I have not even come close.
0: So I am still searching. I never thought I'd say, wow, that was really powerful to you, Rucker. <laughs> but that was incredibly powerful to the point where I forgot I was talking or we were, uh, you know, on a podcast. That was uh, mm. that was exceptional to me. That meant a lot to me. It really it hit home and I think if you know, you really listen to what he said that you know, we're we're all given something. We're all given something. You may not have huge success, but if you do something that you really love or you're good at, I mean that's the the big, biggest thing in life. And if you could make other people happy. Like we were given a certain thing, you know, whatever that is, or you're with you acting. And if you can make people feel or appreciate you, I've talked about this before, but I've had people, soldiers who fought in Iraq come back and say this got us through. i like, I don't know. Are you serious? I couldn't believe it. Oh, so I, I, I didn't believe dude, what I was doing. I thought it was kind of trivial. Oh, my God. Uh, some of those trivial roles that you're thinking, oh, it's just an action flick. It brought joy. It dude, brought entertainment.
1: The Men and women in uniform that are away from home for months and months and months, and their children are back here, their wives are yeah. here, their loved ones are here, and they haven't seen them. And the only way they can say hi to them is on Skype or something like that. Yeah. And to give... I don't want to say give back is such a cliche term these days, but to do something creatively that they get to see yeah, in the PX or, you know, and they, yeah. they're watching and they're like enjoying it. And that, that's a, pl- that it, it, is it, it, so it, it's rewarding amazing. That shocking. reward. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, and you get it. And because I've had people say guys and gals who come back, uh, who are away on deployment several times and, and that and some of these movies were the only one of the one of the ways they made it through, dude. Yeah. You know, that downtime, that time they got to go and and watch, you know, I don't even say Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's like Cliffhanger and and Days of Thunder and, yeah. and Mississippi Burning and Sea of Love. And they, they love these whatever they want to watch. It's, it's there and they get to watch it and, and amazing, right?
0: Unbelievable. I could talk to you about that for hours. Yeah.
1: Nobody knows this story. Pull into this Japanese restaurant. I park and as I'm pulling in, I see several people pointing and just standing there pointing and looking off into the street and I look what they're looking at and I see a little head bobbing in the middle of the boulevard and i'm going oh my god it's a child in the middle of this boulevard foothill boulevard and nobody's doing anything they're just looking i get i jump out of my car I jump over this stupid fence i run out into the middle of the street i stop the cars from running over the kid i grab the kid up and everybody stopped <clears throat> cars like stopping four feet from us. And I grab this kid and this little baby and, and I start singing to him cause he's nervous. He's scared as hell. And he's like, nothing's coming out of him. He's just frozen. And I start singing to him and he starts bawling. He starts because he hears my voice. Of course, I'm not a singer, and so he's, he's screaming, he Starts bawling. I bring him over, and there is mom coming out of a store. The kid had gotten out from the out of the store and walked out into the boulevard, dude. And I swear to God, when I pulled into my favorite Japanese restaurant, and and I saw like there were like eight people, no just, one doing anything, just standing there, not doing a single thing, but pointing. And 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 uh, that's how life is. Sometimes you know, guys.
0: Sometimes people freeze. Freeze. People Sometimes freeze. I'm not giving
1: some. them a big uh, the negative but people freeze. Some people freeze, and some people, uh, uh, some people jump into action. And I'm more of an action kind of guy. I've always been kind of an action.
0: Guardians, we're gonna get through this because we got we're gonna end this. You've been this has been so amazing, and but I just I can't stop. We can't stop talking. This is good. Guardians, it seems like has changed your life in the biggest way for since probably your whole career
1: of course yeah now because i mean back then i i've done movies that were well received right in the past jfk
0: but never a blockbuster never, leading like a big role not
1: like, not i never gotten the opportunity to do a role like yondu,
0: yondu. yeah
1: this this blue alien creature brought out more human qualities than any human role that I've played thus far, you know, and 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 that's saying a lot because I've played a lot. And and uh, Merle Dixon was a a great
0: sure uh,
1: a great th- through line for that role as yeah. well. Out of my mind, those two pop into my mind right away uh, uh, because I got to go further. Yeah, in my uh, artistic, in my so- artistic expression of this character and
0: i and i just being on set for the, the the two weeks that i was on there and i did the small role martin x and i remember being there with stallone he worked with the cliffhanger yeah and i just remember being there with you and going and i never really seen you work mm. like in person like yeah that's right we never worked, and with. just watching you the first scene you have with the big scene with me stallone there's like hey you know where were you you know you did this and you start losing your shit and I, I saw that passion. I saw what you talk about in this in this podcast, and mm. and what you take it, and and how it affects you, and how it exhausts you, and how you sort of uh, you're friendly. You give a hug. You're there. You're present, but you're also. You sort of keep to yourself. You sort of rest. You're you're one guy. This is a story that's known during uh, uh, Chris Pratt's, uh, one of his big scenes. You fell asleep to the point. Batiste is kicking you because you're snoring. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Rucker!" I can't hear him because I'm sleeping. Well, the next thing, though, they had to reshoot that scene. And what happens the next time? You fall asleep again. Yes. Do you want to apologize
1: to Chris? No, because he got to do it again and he did it better. But you fell asleep again. <laughs> I, I, I forced him. To, I forced him to stay in character. He's constantly <laughs> jumping in, in and out of character all the time, joking and stuff. This is a serious moment. He was forced to stay in that moment, and he did, and he did beautifully. And and but, you can't apologize for something that just
0: happens. just came
1: natural. It's right. not like I wanted to fall asleep. It's just that we were all very tired. Long and hours, was long hours, very exhausting work. I had to lay perfectly still, very quiet. So you almost
0: had to play dead you, and, while you're playing. Yeah, I was playing dead. So you course. had to be. So you, so you fell asleep trying to be dead. Yeah, that was method sleeping. Yeah, indeed. I, I had to. I, I, had I agree to, with you now. I had to. I had
1: to breathe. Uh, I had to breathe. I had to. Uh, uh, I had to slow my breath down so that they didn't, because they had a camera on the side of me. Right. So, so I had to slow my breath down to a point where they couldn't see me breathing. So I did Aikido for many years, and I learned how to control my breath a lot.
0: True or false? We're going to end so this I, with this. That's how I did. All right. True or false questions real quick to wrap it up. Just true or false? You, can't, you can only say true or false. This is it.
1: There's a true or there's a false. That's like a yes or no answer.
0: You got sprayed by a skunk?
1: Yes, true.
0: You duct taped a stabbing wound so your mom wouldn't find out?
1: <laughs> true. True. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think that was gonna in come my off, belly in my belly
0: <laughs> how long before you just out of idle curiosity how much before you got uh you went to the er got yourself stitched. oh out? i slept on it so my bed
1: was filled with blood the next morning when my mom came to wake me up for school she almost had a heart
0: attack okay moving
1: on anyway yeah um, go
0: um true or false you've had the heimlich maneuver done to you because you were choking on a lemon drop true or false this
1: is true yes
0: on a lemon drop yes is it embarrassing dro- or are you embarrassed
1: it was uh I was gonna die probably do you wish if, it was a gobstopper? Forrest his name was Forrest I saw him on a corner of my eye running to me and the was next it thing I Gump, knew, if he was wrong no, ner- I know right <laughs> it's a gentleman he and, he and he grabbed me from behind and he he gave me a Heimlich, and the lemon drop shot out of my mouth and knocked a hole in the wall
0: uh you were rookie lifeguard of the year in 76 77 that is false. Yeah, I think it was
1: for one of those years, yeah.
0: Uh, you didn't have shoes until you entered the second grade, true or false?
1: I, I had them in my second grade, but not my first.
0: Uh, this has been a real pleasure. I could talk to you for hours. I didn't. I mean, this is just amazing. I mean, it feels like time just flies by. There's some of these that time doesn't quite fly by. But uh, And it was, it was tough to get you in here. You're a busy guy. Yeah, I know was... you're doing a lot of stuff, but we don't live too far away from each other. This has been a real treat. I'm always I've always been a big fan, but then we became friends and I was just like, you're such you're so full of life. I, you almost seem like a therapist to me in a lot of ways. You, you need help. one. I do. You talk You need to a me. better one. I need a better one. You you talk about your sleep. You don't have any sleep issues. You could sleep anywhere. You're a happy, go lucky guy. I do
1: sleep anywhere. You've been yeah. married how long? Thirty seven, I think. Thirty seven years.
0: years. To Margo, you have two children. Yep. You're a grandpa. Two times over now. Two times over. Yeah. Is life great? Is it the best it's ever been for best. you right now? I
1: love the grandchildren. They're the, they're the just the most adorable little kids in the world. And and Lyra is very much like me. She's the, the oldest of the two right She's now. She's running her sister over and with a bike. she is a just a, a physical dynamo. I, your... ju- I just put in a zip line for her. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course you did. How old is she? <laughs> She's almost four now. Perfect. My, my wife's telling me, Alin didn't have a zipline until she was seven. <laughs> so, But Lyra is much more advanced physically than... Uh, sure. She needs a zipline right She needs away. a zipline. She needs it. She's, she has a fun time
0: doing it. Uh, what's your uh, Instagram? What are you? Where is it at? I'm Michael underscore Rooker. This has been a real treat. Rook, thanks for allowing me to be inside of you. Indeed. It's awesome.